Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young, and today, Brother Dave Salini and I, we're going to be talking about Missions Conference, and uh, Brother Dave over at Heritage Baptist Church in Palmyra, they're coming out of Missions Conference, and we at Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church are going into Missions Conference, and so Missions Conference has been on our mind and been on our hearts, uh, and so we're going to do a brief podcast today about uh, Missions Conference. I hope it'll be a blessing to laymen that are listening, and then also pastors or people you help out around your church in different areas, talk about uh, the purpose of Missions Conference, and then some practical ideas uh, for you to get uh, your folks and your church geared up for Missions Conference. So why in the world? So you always, in everything, you have to answer the big why. Mm -hmm. Why do Missions Conference? Why should you have Missions Conference? Well, I love Missions Conference. It's probably my favorite thing that we do every year, uh, just to bring the need of the gospel throughout the world before the, the minds and the hearts of the people. It's that great reminder uh, that that need is out there and that it's our responsibility to fulfill the Great Commission, to reach the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And so to have that opportunity for people that have surrendered their lives to go do that personally, to, to see them, to support them, to pray for them, to give so they can go, um, it's just all around. It's a great reminder of all of our duty as Christians. Amen. Yeah, to me, missions has always been like a revival in my life. I remember a missions conference at Southeast uh, Baptist Church in Oklahoma City, and I remember uh, for whatever day I was fasting for some some reason, and there was a missionary that got up and preached out of Psalms chapter number 83, and I, every time I read Psalms chapter number 83, it reminds me of that particular missions conference. Uh, but missions conference... Um, presses to me is a spiritual reset button mm-hmm. uh, where we get the church gets together to talk about the great commission the command that the lord gave us right at his resurrection to go ye therefore in all the world preach the gospel to every creature and uh, to me missions conference is always very moving because like you said you have young men and women of god who uh, could stay stateside and uh, you know, live in a a house with a white picket fence and live on a on a street with a row of maple trees and uh, live a normal life yeah. and have they have a spirit of surrender and sacrifice, mm-hmm. self sacrifice, and they have a vision about what God has put in their heart to do, and so you see their surrender. It's a beautiful picture for you. You've got uh, veteran missionaries coming off the field for furlough, taking a taking a break and and uh, and communicating with their local churches, and they can tell you what God has done over the last several decades. I know we have one particular missionary uh, that is coming home that we have supported for thirty years, and he's going to give a report to us about what God has done the last thirty years, and he's going to be heading into retirement. So you got the testimony of his life, and then also. Uh, you know, with modern technology, not only are you getting these word pictures, people getting up and telling you about their field, you're also getting to see these visual, um, you know, all these videos of these foreign groups and, and people. Uh, and it really, you know, as Jeremiah said, my eye affecteth my heart. And I really think that, you know, if you go to missions conference, spiritually sensitive, even if you don't go spiritually, I mean, you have to have the spirituality of a rock. Oh, man to not be moved um, in missions conference. So it, it is a definitely a wonderful thing spiritually in the life of your church. Absolutely. It's been my privilege to, I mean, I started going to missions conference when I was a kid, as a, as a teenager, and your dad uh, had the vision, you know, as God worked in his life to reach the world with the gospel through faith, promise, giving, and even him himself going to some 
um, to some mission trips in his in those middle years of his life, and bringing that back to heritage, and then just what he's learned and in, in his traveling and missions work. It's just been a blessing to me to be able to learn from him and then to be a part of the conferences at our church and all the missionaries that he has vetted and brought in. It's just been a such encouragement to me. I've learned so much. Amen. Yes. And so God uses a missions conference in a great way. Uh, you know, when I was up at First Baptist Church in Black River, New York, and uh, was, the church was really like a restart. There was two members there when I went there and uh, we did missions right away in our church, even when we were very small, but it, it was always a blessing to our church and it was always spiritually beneficial. Uh, and a lot of times you think, well, you know, maybe if you have a smaller church, well, our church can't give right now. Let me trust me that you're going to get more than you give for mm-hmm. missions conference. And you can, even if it is on a smaller scale, you can do a small scale missions conference and it can be just a big blessing for your church. And so missions conferences is, is where it's at. It's a, it is a blessing. Uh, so in practical terms, what do we want to do? Here's what we're talking talk about today. Some practical things for missions conference. How do we promote missions conference? So in the weeks ahead, you want to just begin talking about it. Make sure the people have it on their calendar. If you're going to be having services throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, I mean, you, you get what you promote, at least a percentage-wise anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, just do, do everything you can because I think nothing is going to tenderize the hearts of the people more than what they're going to hear on those nights. And then just, you know, announce it, have it in the bulletin. Uh, you have that, maybe have that decor out, get those booklets out. We have um, Faith Promise Missions cards that we produce that uh, just kind of gets the people thinking, okay, I've got to renew my Faith Promise giving pledge. What am I going to give for the next 12 months to mission? Start praying about that because we want that to be a decision the Lord lays on someone's heart so that we can continue supporting the missions. We have booklets that in our church, it's not always the same. Sometimes it's more more in depth. Sometimes it's just simple. But we this year we put together a booklet that uh, had uh, pictures of the missionaries in a, a short bio of the, the, the man and their name, their field, their website. Uh, we have kind of the conference schedule, just, just, just snippets of what's going to happen, who's going to be speaking when, Sunday school classes and such. And then uh, we usually try to stick in a little uh, missionary story. We have one in this year by Adoniram Judson, but some years William Carey, Hudson Taylor, people like that, just to kind of set mm-hmm. the tone, the atmosphere. Yeah. And so if you're going to get a hold of your church, how do you do it? Um, we do, we have everybody's email. We do MailChimp. Uh, so we'll announce it that way, way ahead of time. And then also you have Facebook. And then uh, you announce every Sunday. And it's amazing. You know, you have to repeat, 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 paint mm-hmm. pictures. Uh, it's, you know, you pastors who are listening uh, know that uh, somebody won't show up to an activity and they'll say, man, I didn't know about that. I'll say, man, we will. Too bad we didn't put it in the bulletin, announce it on Sunday, send you an email, <laughs> <laughs> post it to church Facebook. Oh, my. Uh, but, yeah, we use all those avenues, and, you know, we, we talk about it and get the folks excited about it uh, months out. And as Brother Dave was saying, that, you know, uh, to get it on their calendar, they got to know the exact dates. One of the things that we've been putting in the bulletins lately is a insert. It's just half a page, full color, and it's got uh, the seven – speakers that are going to be here, the seven different missionaries that are going to be here. And it has a time of services on that. So people know in advance when it's going to be at and they can plan uh, to come for that. 
another thing that we're going to, um, we're going to do this year and we've, we, um, well, we already have implemented it, started it. Uh, we have a 24 hour prayer chain. And so there's 15 minutes time slots for 24 hours straight. And so the people are going to be praying for missions conference for 24 hours, uh, straight and 15 minute increments. And so the kids can sign up for that. The adults, there's plenty of room for everybody in the church to sign up for a 15 minute slot on that, um, 24 hour prayer chain. And then we're trying to get people to sign up for the international dinner. We're going to have that Sunday afternoon after the morning service. And uh, so people sign up for that. And what they're going to do is represent a country. Uh, so if they bring in pizza, you know, Italy, pizza, uh, that's an easy one. There you go. Uh, and, and so they're going to represent the different countries there at the international dinner. And so they're signing up for that. And uh, then also they can sign up if they want to host a missionary family. They can sign up too if they want to have a missionary family over for dinner. Why would it be a good thing to have a missionary family over for dinner? What a great opportunity for uh, families to get to know missionaries more personally when you s- see those newsletters or see their picture on the website or on the wall. You 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 were you spent time with them. You got to know them. Um, it's great. I mean, your kids, your your spouse can interact with these people and just have their 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 spirit rub off and it just I, I've seen it in my own home and as we have people over we had a missionary over a few times this week and I was able to invite a young man that we've been working with new in mm-hmm. our church and a single young adult and he came over while I had this missionary couple over and so you know it was just a great opportunity to have a different way to impact people through their lives and uh, let me say this also from an assistance perspective in promoting the meeting. I think it's important if you're a ministry leader in your church, whether it be Sunday school teacher, youth pastor, whatever it is you do, work with college and career age, you get behind that and you promote that in addition. You, it's not Amen. just the pastor saying mm-hmm. something behind the pulpit. You know, you, I would, I told, I would tell my class about it, my teenagers, you know, Hey, look, your teens, you can give the faith promise missions too. Mm-hmm. you know, my young adults, we had Sunday school coming up. And we were going to have a guest missionary in our class uh, that Sunday, and I texted them all and just said, "Hey, I want you to know these people. You don't have to listen to me this Sunday, right? Right. <laughs> you, Come, we're gonna." Please. And we did something awesome. It was like he didn't really teach a lesson, but we had question answer, and mm-hmm. I had some prepared questions for him and gave them an opportunity to ask questions. And it was, you know, I just felt like it flowed so well, and it was Amen. used. Yeah. But but as under 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 shepherds within mm-hmm. the church i think we have avenues to, to promote it as well yeah so to have you know if you're a sunday school teacher and you get a real live missionary inside your class and you can talk about it for weeks to come and and uh, like you said you get what you promote and so in the child's minds so like no we're gonna have a missionary mm-hmm. and he goes all the way over to this particular country and he preaches the gospel over there and um they are heroes yes yes and so they should be held in esteem and you see that in scripture that, uh, you know, you, you mark those that walk so. And so this, this person's uh, behavior, uh, the fact that they surrendered their life to go serve the Lord in a foreign field, ought to be marked and ought to be upheld uh, yes. to the kids. And uh, one of the things and the reason why, like having people over for dinner uh, and interacting with missionaries one-on-one if you're a layman is so important, especially in your own life spiritually, 
Uh, and you know, one of the reasons why I had this podcast is so I can talk to great people like you, Dave. <laughs> and you know, it gives gives us a platform, an avenue for me myself uh, to dig into other people's life uh, and just get nuggets of wisdom from them. Uh, so, in a high tech, in a high tech culture, you cannot replace high touch. Mm, Meaning, so putting true. people in interaction with one another. So you expose your kid at in his house. Uh, at the dinner table, to a missionary and their family, uh, it's just going to be a very powerful event in the life of your child, and it's one of those things they may they may never forget for the rest of their life. I'm not saying that they're going to be called to uh, be a missionary. I mean that'd be great if they were, uh, but they they're around somebody that has a spirit of surrender, and that's what we're all supposed to have. You know, even if you're you know you. You, you know, you're a, a trash a dump truck driver or whatever. You're still supposed to be surrendered to the Lord and to, to expose your children to something like that is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I told our classes, this guy got up to speak, you know, and we have young people that are struggling. They're mm-hmm. wondering, you know, is this thing for real? Do I believe in God? Mm-hmm. You know, all that. And I said, Hey, we got a guy in here that believes in God so much that he's going to, he's going to take this message 9,000 miles away mm-hmm. and teach it. And he's going right. to give his life to it. Yeah. I mean, there are people that believe different things in this world, but where the rubber meets the road is what are they willing to do about it? Right. And so when a guy is going to do that, I think it says something to a young person, say, whoa. Is the faith legitimate? Well, it is in that person's life because it, it has affected it so much. Yeah. They've given their whole life to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of the heart, heartbeat of missions conference as well is that spirit of um, pie, that pioneering spirit. You're taking the gospel and you're going to the ends of the earth. Uh, and there's something very, very special. You know, it says, you know, you see in Revelation, all peoples, nations, and languages, you know, going to the regions beyond, um, you know, reaching out and, and going. Maybe I can't go. Maybe God has not called me to go. Maybe he's called me to the state of New York, this, this pagan country. Yeah, it's a mission field, that's for sure. And um, But someone else can go in my place, in my stead, and I can invest my life into theirs. Because time's money, money's time. Yeah. And I give and I give you $100 towards your ministry. Uh, I just gave you part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I've entrusted you with part of my life. Uh, and so, yeah, it gives, it gives you that uh, wonderful opportunity to come in contact with these missionaries. Um, back to practical. We got philosophical. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about decorations. I like philosophical. I, I do too. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can, so, so I with, like philosophizing. So with decor, we uh, we have a, a neat opportunity because Pastor Young has been to so many different places in the world. He has a repertoire of pictures that he's taken in India and Russia and and the Philippines, and uh, he has uh, he gives those to me, and we get those scanned in, blow them up, print them out, and uh, we actually very inexpensively uh, just print them out on our printer. It's amazing, and uh, they come out and so publisher sheets. has a program where it picks it takes one picture and you can print it out. How many eight and a half by eleven sheets? Does yeah, it so take? basically for a two foot by three foot, ours was um twelve sheets. So you know four, four, and four, and then we had uh, some young ladies come in and help me out and do some chopping and taping, That's and awesome. uh, we had the pictures of of actual people that Pastor Young had interacted with up on our walls to kind of set the tone uh, for the conference. We had them up a, a week before, and then... Um, They're still up right now? They are. Yeah, they are. you'll leave them up for maybe a week or two more? 
Uh, possibly. I know yeah. we, we still have some missionaries that are straggling, and they're going to be here Sunday as well, so it'll okay. work out. Yeah, and so you keep this up. Like, let's say if you put it the, your missions decor up a month ahead of time, that's another indicator to people as they walk into your church that, hey, something big is going to go down here. Uh, you know, they see international. Now, at our church, we don't... You know, I'm gonna have to use that idea next year. So I'm glad I did this podcast today. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have generic decorations up. I mean, you know, stuff that you that we ordered on Amazon and flags, and you know, uh, we have different countries' flags and our auditorium and things like that. Uh, and so they're already up, and so people will be here this Sunday. It's not missions conference yet, uh, but they're gonna see. You know, that missions conference is coming. They can tell by the decor and things like that. Uh, so decorations is another way to promote. Also, uh, if, you, if you think of a theme and you have a phrase, mm-hmm. you know, we've done things like uh, so little time, um, you know, will you hold the rope, which is a uh, a story from uh, the life of William Carey. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want me to tell that story? Yes, please. Okay, so uh, rope holders, and you can, you can kind of talk about what that was in your life, but mm-hmm. it comes from William Carey, who in the late 1700s, felt the burden as an Englishman to get the gospel throughout the world. And, you know, many of the preachers in that kind of culture were very Calvinistic and they just felt like God was going to take care of reaching the world when, when, you know, when he got around to it. They'll get saved. If they're going to get saved, they don't need you. God doesn't need you. Exactly. So, so William Carey just read the Bible and found out otherwise. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he, he, he likened the mission field as he was kind of preparing to go to India to a kind of, a, I don't know if it was a cavern or a cave of some sort, but mm-hmm. he says, I'm going to go down in there, but I need you to hold the rope. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what um, a faith promise missions giver is, but in a different way, um, uh, Brother Jack has experienced this. Well, um, in Oklahoma City, Dr. Jim Vineyard, big big missions church down there, a lot of missionaries go through Oklahoma Baptist College, and it was um, almost essentially a missions training college. It had trained preachers as well. Uh, but for missions conference, my dad picked this up too as well, and I know we did this in our church in Michi- Michigan. But before missions conference, and this would be great for you guys, that if your budget's really tight and you don't know if you can afford missions conference, this is what they used to do to be able to bring in a lot of missionaries, is they would have rope holders, and a lot of times they'd have a plaque made for that year, and um, and if you were a rope holder, your name would be on the plaque. But it used to be $150. If you give $150 towards uh, the missions conference that year, you know, you go on the rope holders plaque. Uh, and so you might have a problem with it, then don't do it. But, but, the, <laughs> but uh, it is a great idea yeah. to say, hey, we're going to have a big event. We're going to have a bunch of missionaries on, a bunch of missionary families. And um, and this is the way we're going to afford it. If you can be a rope holder and support um, uh, support missions conference for $150. And this is before the love offerings come in. So this mm-hmm. is ahead of time. Uh, you know, so let's say that rope holders deadline is the Sunday before missions conference or something like that. And that would help pay for a very, very nice big event with a ton of missionaries. They'd be able to come to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You could do it up good with that. And while I'm thinking of it, one of, one of the things that I'll do for everybody listening, I, I've got a list, my checklist that I print out year after year and it gets like refined and changed and things like that. I'll put that in the show notes. So if you guys want a missionary conference checklist, just an easy look at and you can compare notes uh, and see if there's any ideas in there that'll help you. I will definitely put those in the show notes when we're done. But any, any extras, Brother Dave, I know... Um, some of the things you can do is um, 
as you're saying, promote the missionaries for your Sunday school classes and things, but there's a lot of nice missions crafts out there for kids that you can order them in very easily, kind of give the kids a, a missions theme, you do it before uh, missions conference. Um, one of the things you can do with your, uh, some people do missions conference in correspondence with like a stewardship type of program, a giving type of a program. Uh, one of the things I like to do, I'm not going to do it this year, uh, is the Sunday before missions conference, I will preach a sermon on missions. So they can, the people can hear their pastor preaching about missions before the special speakers do or the missionaries do as well. That's another thing I do in preparation for that. Yeah, Pastor Young pretty much always does that as well. Mm-hmm. And he'll he'll reteach Faith Promise because I think it's something that you always have new people in your church, and just because you say Faith Promise, missions giving, people some people have no idea what you're talking about mm-hmm. and what that is, and just kind of reminding people, reteaching people what that is and what it means. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add? So, I don't know if this would be under that topic, but in preparation for their coming, you... One thing that we do is reach out to the missionaries and we find out who can sing. Okay. Because um, it's a blessing to hear them sing. Mm-hmm. And also uh, sometimes like we had uh, the Bruners missionaries to uh, Brazil and uh, they sang on Wednesday night with their whole family and they sang a song basically about, about 75% in Portuguese. And oh, it, was, awesome. it was neat to hear them sing a song and maybe pick out a few words here and there to get the idea of what they're saying, and then they kind of transition to English. So that was a blessing to hear, wow. them, hear them do that. So yeah, that's a great idea. Find out who sings. and Because yeah, a lot of the churches, like, we're working on special music, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that, that is a great idea, mm-hmm. is find out who can sing and, uh, and have them sing, and that'll be a blessing to your church that way. That's good. Yeah, try, try to be a church that has some forethought, because so many times you, the missionary will show up 30 minutes before the service and, like, can you sing? You know, <laughs> right, and like right, right. maybe have a little forethought and yeah. you know give them some find out and talk to them. Don't you know and just kind of have that planned ahead of time. And then you mm-hmm. can talk to the person that oversees music and say, "Listen, we've got specials for this night. Can you provide for this night?" And just yeah, have that planned and prepared. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that one. I'm glad we did this podcast before <laughs> missions conference, but I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'd be the guy saying, hey, you guys sing? Okay, <laughs> five minutes, you're up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah that, that is, that's very good. Um, and then, you know, after that, the only practical things I can think of about missions conference is, you know, you figure out your schedule ahead of time, uh, and you can do your missions conference uh, a couple different ways. I know Her- Heritage did, you just had the missionaries who came, they're sharing all the preaching, right? This year we did. Our missionaries spoke. In mm-hmm. years past, we've had keynote speakers mm-hmm. with missionaries, you know, almost kind of the subtitles. Okay. But um, this year they were they were the, the speakers, the presenters, and they kind of, you know, were the main and event. So you pastors who are listening, you know where your church is at. And um, I kind of like personally, my preference is I like the continuity of one speaker, and I'm not saying that's the way to do it. I'm only about, you know... 51% there anyway, but I like bringing in one speaker. This year we're bringing in uh, Dr. Ken Schaefer. Uh, but it was funny, we had uh, one of our missionaries that we support is a great preacher uh, as well. So um, Chuck Harding, he he went, He said, um, let me come for your missions conference. You know, I'm friends with Brother. I'm like, yeah, sure. So we're having both of those guys preaching. So they're going to be all of our, they're going to do all the preaching, and then the missionaries are going to do the presenting of their field. Uh, and so you can do it that way. And um so you'd schedule 
Like we got someone presenting in Sunday school, somebody different in morning service, somebody different in the Sunday afternoon service, uh, somebody different on Monday, and then Tuesday night. And our missions conference is three days. How long is your missions conference? It's four. It was four this year, including Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Okay. And ours has been three days. And, and um, again, I've been flexible on this before. I've done Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or, mm-hmm. and I've done it different ways. I've done it like this. We would um, have a Friday night service, and then Saturday at 10 o'clock, it would be a super Saturday, and we all do an outreach event. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about missions, and, and sometimes your church can get to the point as like the missionaries are the hitmen. They're the ones you pay to do the Great Commission so you don't have to. Right. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you hate painting, so you hire a painter. Yeah. Uh, I hate sewing, so I'm going to hire somebody yeah, else right. to sew for me. Yeah. Uh, but remember that, uh, you know, we're Baptists, so we don't believe in penance, you know. We don't like sin, but we make up for it over right. here. Uh, and so, yeah, so we'd have a Super Saturday, and then we'd come back, have lunch, and then we'd have like an afternoon service, and that would be our Saturday. And then Sunday, I've always liked to do it combined with an international dinner right mm-hmm. in the middle. And that gives our church folks an opportunity. Like an international dinner is one thing that I've like always done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives our church folks an opportunity to sit with a missionary and get to know and talk to a real live missionary. And the way our tables are set up and things, pretty much a lot of people be able to be in an arm's length of a missionary and talk to them, get to know them that way. Yeah, I think it's very important to not just have your preaching service, but to have some sort of a fellowship if you can. And if you did a soul winning out event, um, outreach event, because you, let's say you had a missions conference on Saturday, mm-hmm. you can pair up, you know, your layman mm-hmm. with some missionaries too, and they can, you know, just watch and learn and and uh, see that way. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Any other practical things? Philosophical things. philosophical (laughs) who are we why are we here where are we going yeah um but i i think we can wrap it up right there brother dave and i are going to do today if we have time we're going to do um a podcast on youth uh and working with youth uh and so be mindful of that and then yeah go ahead i had i had one more thought i wanted to give out there so i think as a pastor you let me encourage you. I mean, here I am, an assistant pastor. Let me, I just want to encourage you. I'm speaking of vicariously. Uh, what would Pastor Young say? Hey, I got a joke for you. Sure. Okay. Uh, and so these guys want to go hunting. They stop by and they, you could rent this, uh, you can rent dogs sometimes go, to go bird hunting. And uh, so the guy said, okay, I got the best dog. He's the hardest working dog you've ever seen. He's just go, 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 go. Never stop me. He'll get down, he'll get down in the weeds and just uh, root out whatever bird. Uh, you're going to love him. And, but here's got one, one stipulation. You have to call him by his name and don't mess up his name or you'll ruin him. So, well, what's his name? Assistant pastor. <laughs> and so sure enough, they took assistant pastor out. It was the best day of hunting they ever had. This dog was just uh, like pointing out bird after bird, jumping into thickets and just working his tail off out there all day long. They came back with a bunch of birds, very, very happy. So the next time they, they went hunting, um, they stopped by to rent the same dog. And that uh, guy said, you know, you can take the dog, but he's ruined. I mean, he's, he's not a good hunting dog anymore. And they said, what happened? Uh, he said, well, he said, remember how I told you that you had to call him by his name, assistant pastor? Well, he says, somebody called him pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and all he does is lay around and bark. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, what were you saying? Uh, So (laughs) this whole idea of in preparation for missions conference and having these people come in, I think that as these guys, as, as as much as we lift them up and admire what they're doing, they are accountable to the local church. And I think that it's important for us to remember that they're not apostles. They're missionaries. Mm-hmm. And they're being deputized by us. Mm-hmm. And they have a measure of accountability Amen. To, to the local church. And I think that it's important as you prepare to have missionaries, you are in the driver's seat as a pastor. Mm-hmm. You have every right to vet them and and to find out what they believe, to look at their website, to talk to people that have had them and, and to find out what they believe, what their character is, mm-hmm. because... If, my, they went, if they went over to somebody's house, say, hey, what did you think of that family? Sure. Mm-hmm. And pastors are... You, the, we're stewarding the sacrificial giving of our people. And you have some old lady that loves the Lord, you know, and she's given her two mites. Uh-huh. And she wants to give to missionaries. Yeah. And you don't want to be supporting some guy that's a lazy bum or... You know, touring some country, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 I and I know a, a missionary needs to be able to f- have the liberty to do what he thinks the Lord wants him to do, and it's not like we're trying to control anybody, but uh, you know, don't hesitate to. There's many people looking for support, yes, and you can yeah. get the ones you want. You can get, and yeah. and you'd rather, and we I've talked to Pastor about this many times. We'd rather support less for more. Because what we're doing Amen. is investing. Amen. It's an investment. Yes. And yeah. we want to reap eternal dividends. And saying, yeah, yeah. Amen. I agree with you wholeheartedly and completely. And yeah, you. it's it's an investment opportunity and you are the people's stockbroker. Uh, and so you've got to make sure that they're getting the best return possible on their investment. And there there are some people worth vetting out. Mm-hmm. Um not to you know, if listen, unless they don't want to speak uh, down towards a fraternity of missionaries, but there, there's some that yeah, it's just like God bless you, appreciate what you're doing, but um, you know we're not interested in you know this doesn't look right for us at the particular time, mm-hmm. and uh, we have the same philosophy here. Uh, Brother Gabe Gonzalez, you know, he's our missions director here, and we've talked about this at length, is that we we would rather invest more and less. Um, and we want quantity over quality as far as our missionaries. And I, I, you know, there's some guys I would rather give a hundred thousand dollars and give a, you know, than give a uh, hundred thousand dollars to a hundred different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather, you know, cause I can trust them and they're doing the work. And so, amen. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a, we'll end on that philosophical note and uh, make sure you visit furtherancemedia.org. Com. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah, and uh, and get your uh, get all your printing done with Dave. Don't be a cheapskate, man. Don't rip off his uh, artwork and <laughs> send it to another printer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some of you guys' websites look terrible, and that's why you're not having any visitors lately. Go <laughs> visit uh, Brother Dave at furtherancemedia.com. Thank you. All right, we'll wind it up there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it was a blessing to you today. Thank you so much for listening today to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a five-star rating on your podcast app. We'd appreciate that very much. 
We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by emailing us at pastoralthoughtsmail at gmail.com. And you can find out more about us at pastorjack.org. God bless you and have a wonderful day.